welcome. Please accept Jim and John's invitation to join them as they once again ask, what do you think about... Hey all, this is another solo episode, so I'm asking you, are you all aware of, and if you are, what do you think about the Dark Watchers? It's a weird concept I first came across in reading John Steinbeck's short story entitled Flight, which relates the tale of Pepe, a 19-year-old of Mexican Native American descent, who's fleeing from the law following his murder of a man who taunted him as he was overnighting in town while carrying out a task for his mother. The quote from the story reads as follows. Once... On a white barren spur, he saw a black figure for a moment, but he looked quickly away, for it was one of the dark watchers. No one knew who the watchers were, nor where they lived, but it was better to ignore them and never to show interest in them. They did not bother one who stayed on the trail and minded his own business. This vague mention stuck in my mind for whatever reason. And I tried for years to find out more about these dark watchers. I wanted to know where they came from, who they were, why they were, and all that kind of shit. Unfortunately, back in those dark pre-internet days, it was sometimes difficult to find information on esoteric subjects. Now, with just a few flicks of the fingertips on a keyboard... I can get all the information I desire, and a lot I don't want. The concept of the Watchers, I found, is really an old one. The Book of Daniel, which is thought to have been written down in 2 BCE, but records information from approximately 400 years earlier, mentions these Dark Watchers. King Nebuchadnezzar has a disturbing dream and calls to him all of the, quote, wise men of Babylon, which included magicians, astrologers, the Chaldeans, and soothsayers. However, none of them could decipher the message of the dream. Then Daniel was called before the king. Daniel was described by Nebuchadnezzar as one in whom the spirit of the holy gods resided. And he was also described as a master of magicians. In describing his dream to Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar mentioned watchers twice. In Daniel 4, verse 13, he says, I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher and a holy one came down from heaven. This implies that since it's in the company of a holy one, that the watcher is related to the pantheon at some level as a greater or lesser deity. In Daniel 4 verse 17, we read, This matter is by the decree of the watchers, and the demand by the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and give it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basest of men. This verse leads one to believe 
that the watcher has a measurable amount of power and authority since it can set a decree, which Merriam-Webster defines as an order usually having the force of law or a religious ordinance enacted by a council or titular head. One definition of ordinance per Merriam-Webster is something ordained or decreed by fate or a deity. Based on this, watchers are definitely more than human. The watchers also appear in other religious texts outside of the Holy Bible. For instance, they appear in the Book of Enoch, a religious tome said to have been written by Enoch, the great-grandson of Noah, and the nine times great-grandson of Adam. The section concerning the Watchers is thought to have been written around 300 to 200 BCE. Let me note, the Book of Enoch is considered non-canonical by both the Jewish and the Christian faiths. The Watchers are mentioned 14 times and are not portrayed in a positive light in this manuscript. In fact, they are equated with the fallen angels and the progenitors of the Nephilim. The Watchers are afraid of God, for, as depicted in chapter 1, verses 4 to 5, which describes their reaction to God and his heavenly host appearing upon Mount Sinai, which is where, by the way, Moses received the Ten Commandments. Chapter 1, verse 4 reads, And the eternal God will tread from here upon Mount Sinai, and he will appear with his host, and will appear in the strength of his power from heaven. Verse 5 goes on to state, And all will be afraid, and the watchers will shake, and the fear and great trembling will seize them until the ends of the earth. God is determined to rid his creation of the watchers as evidenced by chapter 10, verses 7 through 9 and verse 15. And restore the earth which the angels have ruined and announce the restoration of the earth. For I shall restore the earth so that not all the sons of men shall be destroyed through the mystery of everything which the watchers made known and taught to their sons. And the whole earth has been ruined by the teaching of the works of Azazel, and against him write all sin. And the Lord said to Gabriel, Proceed against the bastards and the reprobates, and against the sons of the fornicators, and destroy the sons of the fornicators and the sons of the watchers from amongst men, and send them out, and send them against one another, and let them destroy themselves in battle, for they will not have length of days and destroy all the souls of lust and the sons of the watchers that they have wronged men. Accusations that the watchers are the sons of God, who in Genesis 6, interbred with the daughters of men, are found in chapters 12 and 15. Those verses read as follows. And I, Enoch, was blessing the great Lord and the King of Eternity. And behold, the watchers called to me, Enoch the scribe, and said to me, Enoch, scribe of righteousness, go and inform the watchers of heaven who have left the high heaven and the holy eternal place and have corrupted themselves with the women and have done as the sons of men do and have taken wives for themselves and have completely corrupted the earth. And go say to the watchers of heaven who sent you to petition on their behalf 
You ought to petition on the behalf of men, not men on the behalf of you. And for this reason, I give men wives, so that they might sow seed in them, and so that children might be born by them, so that deeds might be done on the earth. But you, formerly, were spiritual, living an eternal, immortal life for all the generations of the world. For this reason, I did not arrange wives for you, because the dwelling of the spiritual ones is in heaven. And now, the giants, who were born from body and flesh, will be called evil spirits on the earth, and on the earth will be their dwelling. And evil spirits came out from their flesh, because from above they were created, from the holy watchers was their origin and first foundation. Evil spirits they will be on earth, and spirits of the evil ones they will be called. And the dwelling of the spirits of heaven is heaven, but the dwelling of the spirits of the earth, who were born on the earth, is earth. And the spirits of the giants do wrong, are corrupt, attack, fight, break on the earth, and cause sorrow. They eat no food, do not thirst, and are not observed. Lastly, the book of Enoch cements the watchers as supernatural beings originating in heaven in chapters 13, 14, and 16, as we read here. And I spoke in front of them all the visions that I had seen in my sleep, and I began to speak these words of righteousness and to reprove the watchers of heaven. This book is the word of righteousness and of reproof for the watchers who are from eternity. As the Holy One and the Great One commanded in that vision, I saw in my sleep what I will now tell with the tongue of flesh and with my breath, which the Great One has given men in the mouth so that they might speak with it and understand with the heart. As He has created and appointed men to understand the word of knowledge, so He created and appointed me to reprove the watchers, the sons of heaven. And now... To the watchers who sent you to petition on their behalf who were formerly in heaven. The book of Jubilees also contains references to the watchers. According to Wikipedia, the book of Jubilees is an ancient Jewish religious work of 50 chapters. It is considered canonical by the Ethiopian Orthodox Church as well as by Beta Israel, which is the Ethiopian Jewish sect. However, the remainder of Judaism does not consider the book to be canonical. In addition to those, Jubilees is considered to be one of the pseudographia by the Roman Catholic, the Eastern Orthodox, and some Protestant churches. In its initial mention of the Watchers, Jubilees seems to indicate that they were all right fellows. Chapter 4, verse 5 says, And in the second week of the tenth Jubilee, Mahalalel took unto him to wife Dinah, the daughter of Barakil, the daughter of his father's brother, and she bare him a son in the third week of the sixth year. And he called his name Jared, for in his days the Malachim of Yahweh descended on the earth, those who are named the Watchers, that they should instruct the children of men, and that they should do judgment and uprightness on the earth. Note, the Malachim mentioned here are angelic messengers, and evidently, according to this passage, the message they were to bring was the tutelage of Yahweh and instruct men in how God wanted man to act. 
However, that rosy opinion quickly changes 17 verses later, and these watchers become bad boys thereafter. Chapter 4, verse 22 says, And he testified to the watchers, who had sinned with the daughters of men, for these had begun to unite themselves, so as to be defiled with the daughters of men, and Enoch testified against them all. The watchers continue to be bad guys in their remaining three mentions. Chapter 7, verse 21. For owing to these three things came the flood upon the earth, namely, owing to the fornication wherein the watchers against the Torah of their ordinances went a-whoring after the daughters of men and took themselves wives of all which they chose, and they made the beginning of uncleanness. Chapter 8, verse 3 reads, And he found a writing which former generations had carved on the rock, and he read what was thereon, and he transcribed it, and sinned owing to it, for it contained the teaching of the watchers, in accordance with which they used to observe the omens of the sun and moon and stars in all the signs of heaven. Lastly, in chapter 10, verses 1, 2, 5, and 8, we read, and in the third week of this jubilee, the unclean demons began to lead astray the children of the sons of Noah, and to make to err and destroy them. And the sons of Noah came to Noah, their father, and they told him concerning the demons, which were leading astray and blinding and slaying his son's sons. Noah prayed to God for help against the now evil watchers, saying, and you know how your watchers, the fathers of these spirits, acted in my day. And as for these spirits which are living, imprison them and hold them fast in the place of condemnation and let them not bring destruction on the sons of your servant, my sovereign ruler. For these are malignant and created in order to destroy. However, a demon named Mastema, who might have been analogous to Satan, Beseech the Lord, Yahweh, Creator, let some of them remain before me, and let them listen to my voice, and do all that I shall say unto them. For if some of them are not left to me, I shall not be able to execute the power of my will on the sons of men. For these are for corruption, and leading astray before my judgment. For great is the wickedness of the sons of men." This part of the story ends with God agreeing to allow 10% of the watchers to remain with Mestima. The others were caused to descend into the place of condemnation. God also decreed that the demons would teach Noah all their medicines, which they evidently did, because verse 13 reads, And Noah wrote down all things in a book, as we instructed concerning every kind of medicine. Thus the evil spirits were precluded from hurting the sons of Noah. So that's a bit of history on these watchers. And unfortunately for humanity, these beings are still hanging around, particularly, it seems, in the United States' western region. But before we go deeper into that, let's pause for a word about Anchor Podcasting. And we're back. Today, the Dark Watchers are depicted as giant 7 to 15 feet tall humanoid phantoms, which makes sense since their progeny were the biblical giants. Typically, one spots them at dusk, 
silhouetted against the darkening sky, standing on the ridges in mountain ranges, silently staring at the landscape. They wear long flowing robes, tall hats, and sometimes carry staffs. Just what these beings are watching for or awaiting is up to anyone's guess. Once they realize they have been seen, the watchers usually melt away to nothing before the witnesses' eyes. As I mentioned before the break, they are often seen in the American West. The book Weird California claims that the Chumash Native Americans mentioned the Watchers in their legends and included the deities in some of their colorful wall drawings. This may be true, but I looked at several pictures of this cave art and I did not see anything I thought would depict a Watcher based on the description I just gave. But maybe that's just my ignorance of the Chumash culture. The Chumash reportedly called these beings the Old Ones. According to MysteriousUniverse.org, early Spanish explorers and Mexican ranchers also knew of them, referring to them as Los Vigilantes Oscuros, which translates into English as the Dark Watchers. I've already mentioned how in 1938, John Steinbeck included them in one of his short stories. A year earlier, in 1937, Robinson Jeffers mentioned the Watchers in his poem, Such Counsels You Gave Me. The quote from that work reads as follows. He thought that it might be one of the Watchers, who are often seen in this length of coast range, forms that look human to human eyes, but certainly are not human. They come from behind ridges to watch. But when he approached it, he recognized the shabby clothes and pale hair and even the averted forehead and concave line from the eye to the jaw, so that he was not surprised when the figure turning toward him in the quiet twilight showed his own face. Then it melted and merged into the shadows beyond it. The aforementioned website, mysteriousuniverse.org, also provides a few anecdotes of supposed watcher sightings in the July 2018 article entitled The Mysterious Dark Watchers of California, written by Brent Swanser. A 2011 witness from Moreno Valley, California, told of this encounter. Many years ago, I was with a friend driving through a dirt field here in the Moreno Valley near Alessandro, near what I believe were abandoned barns when the car broke down. It was dusk at best, and there was no way we were going to make it out of the field before it was pitch black. As we were killing time, we were hanging out inside and outside of the car, and we started to distinctly see what looked like black shadows, evenly distributed, completely encircling us. But they did not move. They stayed motionless, but were of significant size, and based on the distance, I would say at least the size of a small car like the bug we ourselves were in. Whatever these were seemed hunched over, perhaps kneeling. Time passed. They never moved. And though we walked around the car and got in and out of the car to see if what we were seeing was some sort of optical illusion, yet we couldn't explain or discredit what we were seeing. To this day, it racks my brain. In 2013, 
there was a report made by an Elizabeth Benitez of San Mateo, California, who claimed to have seen them in broad daylight near the San Lupus Obispo Reservoir. I remember one day my friend and I were coming back from Los Angeles. We passed the San Luis Obispo Reservoir, and as we drove on the road, I saw something at a distance down at the end of the mountain. It was a really big human figure, but it wasn't. It had a black cape, kind of like the Grim Reaper, and it was leaning over, holding onto a staff at a puddle of water. Or so that is what it seemed at that distance. It was in daytime too, so I could identify it wasn't a person. Even in mid-light, he was very black and reminded me of a raven. I told my friend that was driving to look over at the mountains, and surprisingly, she was able to see a glimpse of it. I asked her what she saw without giving her my details, and she said exactly what I saw. She only looked at it for about five seconds, but she was able to see it. She almost lost control of the car, too, when she looked away at it. And I begged her to go back and see it, but she was very tired of driving already. These dark watchers are real. Also in 2013 was an account from a witness known only as Brian from Hollister, California, who claimed to have seen the entities as he was driving home. We were coming home to the San Juan Batista Hollister side when we saw a very large dark figure standing at the edge of the mountains, which is extremely weird since I've never seen anyone cross over the barbed wire fence and I have traveled that road daily at all hours. We drove by it slowly, noticing it staring off into the distant valleys and mountains. It appeared to have a very large cape with straight shoulders that were very broad. It seemed to have a hunch on its back. At first, from a distance, I thought it was a condor, but when I got closer, it stood almost 10 feet tall. It did not notice us driving behind it, but when we found a spot on the cliff road to turn around and get a better look, it was gone. As recently as 2018, there was a report from a California witness who was out hiking in the mountains when he came across something very bizarre indeed. I was hiking up a remote trail up the 33 in Ojai. I was about an hour up the mountain, no people, no cars in sight, as I was hiking. I had this eerie feeling I was being watched. I looked up at the top of the mountain. It was a black figure. I waved jokingly, not really thinking the object was a person. It waved back, thinking I was maybe tripping or that it was a tree waving in the wind. I took a puff of my cigarette, only to see the figure blow out a plume of smoke as well. I started seeing it flowing, and I say flowing, almost floating vertically. I ran like hell back to my car, spraining my knee in the process. Also, there is another Steinbeck connection to these mysterious watchers. Thomas Steinbeck, the son of the famed author, put out a book entitled In Search of the Dark Watchers. The book is illustrated by Benjamin Brode. The book relates the history of the legend and includes interviews with locals who have run-ins with the Watchers. Now, what could these Dark Watchers be? In addition to the biblical-slash-spiritual origin story for the Dark Watchers, there is yet another, Pareidolia. Now, just for Spike, 
I will define said pareidolia. The tendency to perceive a specific, often meaningful image in a random or ambiguous visual pattern. Thank you, Merriam-Webster.com. Here's a quote from the website LiveScience.com's March 2021 article, Dark Watchers Have Been Spooking California Hikers for Centuries. What Are They? Written by Brandon Spector. The phenomenon is the reason some people see Muppet faces on the moon or the visage of Jesus on burnt toast. In this case, ordinary shadows on the Santa Lucia hilltops may be interpreted by the viewer's brain to be tall, cloaked figures. This pattern-seeking effect could be amplified by the presence of fog or low-flying clouds, according to Dowd. Shadows cast against clouds are responsible for another infamous illusion known as the Brockton Spectre. These spectral figures are usually surrounded by a rainbow-colored halo produced by sunlight refracting off of water droplets in the fog or clouds, according to the BBC. While it's common in the Harz Mountains, where fogs frequently creep in at low altitudes, you can see the effect on any misty mountainside with the sun at your back and the clouds below you. Perhaps you've seen it yourself from the window of an airplane. Cruising in between the sun and the clouds, the plane can cast a rainbow-rimmed shadow on the clouds below that looks supernaturally large. It's possible, then, that hikers in the San Lucia Mountains are merely staring down at their own shadows when the watchers come a-watching. For those who are interested, the Brocken is where witches are said to meet to celebrate on Walpurgisnacht, which is April 30th and it's a peak in the Hartz Mountains of Germany. So what do you think the watches are? Fallen angels? Native American spirit creatures? Or the result of overactive imaginations? I don't know. But whatever they are, they're certainly odd. Just standing there and looking and not doing anything? Not judging? Not interacting? It's just goofy. What Do You Think About is co-written by John Gordos and Jim Dermermuth. Our theme music, In Suspense, is provided by podsummit.com. Thanks to all you listeners. Please take the time to rate our podcast on your favorite listening platform. Drop us a line at wdouta at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page or go to the website anchor.fm forward slash wdouta and uh, send us a message. Lastly, before I forget, there will be no episode on September 20th. This is a planned break, and we should have another episode available on October 4th. Copyright 2022 by John Gordos and Jim Dumermuth.